Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have amazing news for you. Our friends at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Major League Baseball, fighting news, upcoming Super Bowl, and you know it. Uh, you can bet on division futures, team wins, and everything in between. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V to get the bonus and get into the action with Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Burn Dairy. Make sure you gas up your vehicle, grab the hot and cold food for lunch and dinner, the delicious chocolate milk, coffee, and donuts on your way into work as well. Burn Dairy, participating locations, it's all good. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Prestwick Golf, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our terrific friends over at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Become a better leader both personally and professionally with Scott and his team at vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. Sign up for all of the lessons and classes today. Well, this is a very special podcast, one of my favorites uh, all year long, really. Uh, I was able to talk to so many people in Cooperstown, went down and back on both Friday and Sunday of Baseball Hall of Fame induction weekend. And in order, you are going to hear from the following individuals. Jason Stark, National Baseball Insider and Hall of Famer in his own right, uh, in the media wing, of course. You're going to hear from baseball great Doc Gooden, baseball great Steve Garvey, Gil Hodges the third, uh, Jason Veritek, baseball great Johnny Damon, baseball great Tim Wakefield, baseball great uh, a couple of members from Tony Oliva's family, uh, National Baseball Insider and Hall of Famer Peter Gammons. You're going to hear from Hall of Famers Burt Blylevin, unbelievable pitcher, and the great slugging Hall of Fame first baseman in DH, Jim Tomey. And then I'll end it with National Baseball Insider and newly minted Hall of Famer, Tim Kirkchen. And it's just an honor to talk with all of these people um, each and every year. They were just awesome with their time and gave unbelievable insight. And uh, as you know, through the years, Jason Stark, uh, Peter Gammons, and uh, Tim Kirkchen now in 2022, through the years at Taylor Spink winners uh, for uh, writers into the Hall of Fame. That's since been renamed uh, as the Baseball Writers Association of America's Career Excellence Award and, of course, the Ford Frick Award for broadcasting. So without further ado, here are all of those folks I mentioned on a couple of days in Cooperstown, New York. Jason Stark, National Baseball Insider. Really loved your work forever. You're obviously enshrined as well. So uh, this year, Timmy Kirchin goes in. You guys have, it's it's like a brotherhood. It's like a fraternity. You, Gammons, Kirchin, everybody uh, going in, Costas. I mean, you name it, writers, broadcasters, etc. That group is so important to you, I know. Very important because, you know, I, look, I, the Hall of Fame is about memories and it's about the magic of baseball. And I think... The, the people who won the, the Writer's Award and the Frick Award were all people who treasure that magic. And like when people tell me I'm, an, I'm some kind of ambassador for baseball, there's no higher compliment that they could pay me because I, I love it and I'm lucky to have made a, a lifetime working in it. Tim, Peter, Bob, so many of us, that's how we all feel. You helped set the standard for everything. We're all a big fan of you. Congratulations on everything. Mike, thank you. Great to see you. 
here with uh, baseball great Doc Gooden and, um, you know, here in Cooperstown and uh, visiting with all the fans, the appreciation for you and people going back in time with all those great moments. It must feel pretty good. Oh, it's a great feeling. Um, Reminiscing to fans a little bit because as a player, you don't have the time because mm-hmm. you're busy, you know, doing yourself or preparing for the game. But you come down here, you get to reminisce, talk to your fans, uh, see players that you play with, players you played against. Just have a good time. It's a great weekend. I look forward to coming out here every year. Final thing, Mets, Yankees, you played for both, and the Mets owned the city in the 80s. The Yankees come back and you know, own it in the 90s. Can you compare and contrast those two times in your career in the same city? And when did you know, right on top of that, that you had something special going on in each place? That's a great question. I think with the Mets um, coming up as a rookie in 1984, we had a good core of guys, young group, and then 85, we came very close. Mm-hmm. We won um, 90 games and had to go home. So when we came into the 86, we just knew that was our year. And um, David, you know, it's, they went in spring training, so our goal is to win the World Series. And what made that so special, a lot of those guys that we played together in 86 all came through the system together. Um, when I went to the Yankees, it was great and special because it was my first year going to the Yankees in 96, since the beginning of the World Series. We had a lot of veteran guys, also our team besides the core four. Um, so it was a little different, but at the same time, doing it in New York with both teams is special to me. Does it bother you up the road, you know, not being in the Hall of Fame? I mean, where things went off the tracks for you in your career? I mean, you were you were destined for it. Yeah. Um, you know what? Oh, when I first retired, when I should come here, it was tough, to be honest. Now I'm okay with it. I'm okay with my career. I've accepted what it was and just try to, you know, turn my message to messages with young kids. Yeah. But to be honest with you, when I first came here, like the first couple of years, it did bother me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you talk to Strava? Yeah, we talk a lot. Oh, yeah? You guys are back? Yes. He's cool. Good. Yes. Doc Gooden, thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. We're here with Steve Garvey, baseball great. And you look up at the stage and you got you to gotta start feeling pretty good that you're going to get in. Oh, well, God willing, someday. But it's just great to be here in the Mecca of baseball and to be around the game with so many people who love it and care about it. And so uh, so happy for the for those who are being inducted today and, of course, posthumously with uh, Venosa and, of course, Gil Hodges. It's going to be a Please glorious day. Final thing, 20 seconds. Your, your career, your height, what's the one thing you want people to know about Steve Garvey? Clark. Well, that he loved the game. He played it with passion. He gave 100% every day uh, and played for the fans, you know, and I was so blessed to be able to put in 18 and a half years. So, uh, yeah, you were, you were an amazing try, as they say. You were an amazing player. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Gil Hodges, the third grandson of Gil Hodges, going into the Hall of Fame. Many people say it's long overdue. You've lived it. You've been through the family history. What's it mean to you? There's no words to describe it. The emotions are extremely overwhelming. What it means for the family, how proud we are. Can't even put it into words. It's just unbelievable. So we're here. We got people, and people can't see me say this, but you look at this, right? Everybody's here to see Gil Hodges, right? So he's up here looking down. What does he think about this? If he's here, what does he think about it? I would imagine from what I understand of the guy, he's probably extremely humbled. He's probably maybe a little bit embarrassed because he never was somebody who wanted the spotlight, never was somebody that wanted to shine, just wanted to do his job, love his family, love his country, and that was it. So I'm, I'm thinking he may feel a little embarrassed right now, but he's happy as heck. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean to make you cry, but thank you for your time, all right? Appreciate it. Thank you. Here at the Hall Induction with one Jason Veritek, a baseball great, and of course, uh, many, many rivalry games with those New York Yankees over there. and. You had a great career, um, loved watching you play. 
when you look back at your career, what do you hope people say about you? Uh, personally, you know, just that you played the game right and you have the respect of your peers and your respect to your teammates, and that's first and foremost. What was it like to be a teammate of David Ortiz? It was wonderful. Uh, you know, David's David's DNA and, and makeup of who he is, and you added in a great player later on in his career and later on as a sock that uh, you have a combination of both. Somebody's going to play the game right and add a little little spunk and a big smile to it and be an extremely productive player in the right circumstances. You know, I even as a diehard growing-up Yankee fan, I wish you would hit A-Rod a little harder, all right? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not here nor there. Final thing for you in about 20 seconds. Um, what do you think of the game today? It's great. Um, With well, all the analytics stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully involved and, and full-time coach so um, with, with the staff, so you know, it's it, it's part of how things grow and, and mature, and, and still comes down to the players executing what they can and can't do. Thank you so much, Jason Veritek. Enjoy your day in Cooperstown. Thank you very much. Here with Johnny Damon, baseball great, and obviously loved watching your career. You played for both the Yanks and the Red Sox. You were open to the rivalry. Which one did you like? Which side did you like best? <laughs> well, it's going to be very tough to replace the uh, World Series we won with the Red Sox. Oh, I, mean, I was hoping you'd say 09 years. is the Yankee fan. No, yeah, kidding, no, I'm after kidding. 86 years yeah, and the thrill that we gave to so many fans throughout the world was absolutely amazing. And we had a team that loved each other and we pulled together even through the uh, tough times and we were able to accomplish. Yeah. A miracle. Yeah. So you came to Syracuse. I don't know if you remember this, but it was a diamond dinner. Yeah. And everybody still talks about that. I still live in upstate New York, about 10, 12 minutes north of the city. I was at the event. I interviewed you then. I took a photo with you. People still talk about you. What did that event do for you? And, and can you reminisce a little bit about that? Well, it's incredible that people invite you to go do appearances and I take it all in. I'm glad for the love that I shared with the game of baseball, with the fans. I always stopped, tried to sign autographs, always um, did the right thing. And being able to win a couple championships, I love absolutely it. amazing. Johnny Damon, thank you a million. Okay, enjoy hey, your pleasure. time. All oh, right. I will. All right. Here with Tim Wakefield, uh, baseball great, and of course former Red Sox in for the David Ortiz induction. Um, Big Poppy is blank. Fill that sentence. Oh, the world. <laughs> He's one of the best guys, the best teammates I've ever had. Uh, a great ambassador for the for the game, and uh, not only a, a, a great guy that gives back to Boston, but his home country of the Dominican Republic. One thing that a lot of people have been harping on is. The fact that he was on the Mitchell report, and there's a lot of other people who are in and around the steroid game. Would you put in everybody with him, Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, Palmero? Because I would. I would. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should, that has the numbers should be put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, David, no was, David was uh, cleared by the commissioner that there nothing was, was wrong with that, and now he's got the credentials to be here today for sure. When did you realize you were going to be a big leaguer? Did it happen early? I always had a dream when I was younger, but I never knew. It, it was a lot harder work than, than I thought when I got into the minor leagues and started started playing. Final question for you. I have to bring it up only because it is a great moment in baseball history, not for you, but the Game 7, 2003, you know, home run Aaron Boone hit. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was two things. I mean, it was a pennant winner for the Yankees, but they blew this you know World Series against a really good Marlin team. But it set the stage for you guys winning four after that and breaking the curse the year after and, and all those demons you know down 03. Can you get into and walk me through that at bat and then the future after that? Uh, I mean, I was the last guy standing in the bullpen. So, it's, you know, I was an emergency guy that got into the game. I got a clean one, two, three, I think 10th, and then trying to throw a strike first pitch in the goes, 11th. Right? It's just how it goes, yeah. Um, but in, in that sequence, though, you know, Pedro gets left in by Grady, and I, I thought that was the right move because he's the best in the world. Right. But did you think you were going to get a number called then before the Posada hit out to center? Uh, no, I think you know after he was done in the seventh, I thought we had our bullpen aligned with Mike Timlin and Alan Embry, yeah, and you know, but uh, the phone call didn't come and he went back out and we had to scramble from there. Tim Wakefield, I can't thank you enough for your time. Enjoy Cooper's time, my friend. Thanks. Nice being with you. Back on the ML Sports Platter here with uh, the brother of Tony Oliva. That's Juan Carlos Oliva. Como estas? It must be such a special day, man. Estoy muy bien. Gracias a todas las personas que me dio la oportunidad de venir aquí a a Copetown, a esta cosa tan grandiosa que le van a dar a hacer a muchos compañeros peloteros que están aquí, sobre todo a mi hermano Tony. Yo pensaba que hace muchos años que podía haber estado en el Salón de la Fama, pero bueno, le llegó en estos momentos y como estos momentos son, de aquí adelante tiene que disfrutarla con su familia, con él y con todas sus amistades y amigos y con el país donde se hizo también agradecerle a Cuba porque nació en Cuba. Nosotros estamos muy contentos, ya le traigo un mensaje de Cuba que todo el mundo, todos los cubanos están apoyando, sobre todo a su familia, y dar las gracias a ustedes por, por darle la oportunidad de estar ahí y que nosotros también vernos. Muchas gracias. And si no hablas inglés, ¿no? Or? No, yo no hablo inglés, hablo español. Ok, sí, y, y yo también. Béisbol, la gente habla. Bueno, la gente siempre habla de béisbol porque eso es el deporte insignia en el mundo entero. Creo que hace muy bien porque el deporte de béisbol está respaldado por todas las personas del mundo. Porque ese es el deporte en cine de, de, del mundo entero. También con el fútbol, pero yo creo que el béisbol es el primero en el mundo. Juan Carlos Oliva, muchas gracias. Buena suerte. Adiós. Adiós. Hasta luego. Gracias. Okay, here we go to the next one. It's the nephew of Tony Oliva here. And how do you pronounce that first name? Rogelio. 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 Okay, I like it. Uh, what do you think of Cooperstown? First time or? My first time here. I love it. Yeah, it's very nice. Most of you know, it's so much history here. It's it's amazing. You know, I uh, I play ball too. I wasn't okay. I wasn't close to any of my uncle, but <laughs> I uh, I enjoy it. I did a lot of amping too over uh, a lot of years, and uh, I'm very happy to be here celebrating my uncle. You know. I think he probably should be here for a long time ago, but, you know, this happened now, and uh, I'm very happy for him. He was a great player, there's no doubt, and he had that span of probably eight, ten years that was as good as any game resume in, in the history of the game. What did you learn from him as a ball player on and off the field, how he handled everything, you know, on a day-to-day basis? Well, uh, that's probably why he was so good, because... Yeah, he was so consistent because, you know, he was uh, 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 the metal person, you know. He was a person who was taking serious, very seriously his job. 
uh, in and out of the field, you know, uh, he, we're uh, talking about like somebody is really, this is, you know, the way he takes care of his body, you know, and uh, also uh, ahead of his time in that, by the way, yeah. just, you know, because yeah. if it were today, you know, a lot of these guys are conditioned and all the rest, but everybody gets injured. Oliva, he would have been, he would have been in good shape today. Yeah, he would be in good shape today. Uh, he, he uh, the time he played, you know, probably they didn't have the technology they have right now. And that's probably why his career was so short. And also, since he was a kid, from reference from my mom and my uncle, he always was uh, working very hard and he's hitting, you know. Uh, one of my uncle here, him, he used to pitch him like a, a big king of uh, top beers, uh, small, small corns, you know, the top? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Those things, they go to the store and they pick it out and they, they throw to him and he spent like hours drawing to him yeah and uh and the reward for him was get a penny and he never get a penny <laughs> he had the end give him one but now because he missed a pitch final thing for you and i've appreciated this so much from both of you guys i minored in spanish i love the culture i love latin america i've been to the dominican i've been to some other hispanic countries latin country i, I just i love what you guys have brought to the game of baseball and the passion you have and the kindness that you have can you get into your homeland a little bit the country you know, baseball, Tony's appreciation for it, and anything else that you'd like to add? Well, you know, uh, baseball in Cuba is, is the whole thing, you know. It's like... Uh, here, I haven't been there, but it's, I want It's, it's like here, football and baseball, you know. It's, it's, uh, people love baseball there. Kids play anywhere, you know. Like, uh, I remember playing in, uh, in, uh, in a rice field. Uh, rice, you know, where people plant rice? We used to play over there with no shoes. Arroz. Uh, they, they used to play also too in the street, you know. We only played two bases, and then the, the fences of the house are the lines. And so you're running straight, you go back, and uh, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. Cuba, uh, unfortunately, right now is uh, a very hard situation there. Uh, and baseball is, is kind of dropping down a little bit, but still, you know, I think Cuba is a land of baseball. Rogelio Oliva, the nephew of Tony Oliva. Muchas gracias. Buena suerte. Enjoy your day in Cooperstown. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Back with you. It's the ML Sports Platter with somebody I've read and listened to and loved for years. Peter Gammons, National Baseball Insider. Man, it's great to see you again. How about this class here? Can you break down anything you want here in terms of takeaways about who's going in here? And do you think all of them are Hall of Famers? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I mean, I, I <laughs> but um, I think what's really interesting is it traces the history of the Hall of Fame in some ways. You have a guy that was playing in 1908. Uh, you have a guy that, that uh, you have the, the Negro Leaguers, you have uh, Minnie Minoso, uh, and then, you know, David Ortiz, Chip Cott. Uh, second start in the major leagues was on June, I mean, September 27th. 1959 at Fenway Park and gave up a double off the 379 mark to Ted Williams. Uh, it's and then of course Tony Oliva coming from Cuba, which was a great baseball program. Final 30 seconds I have with you. I'm curious to know about what your thoughts are on the game today. A lot of people aren't really that excited about it. The analytics, walks, strikeouts, home runs. Do you still love the game? And would you change anything? Well, I do love the game, because, it's, uh, but I especially like the people. This is my 51st year covering Major League Baseball, and I like it better than ever. 
But there are certain things, and I agree with you about, they don't want to hear about numbers all the time. They want to see ball hit. They want to see fielding plays. They want to see running plays. And I think uh, I think that's going to come back. I think the pitch clock. I want that. And pitchers will not be able to spend a lot of time getting ready to try to throw 99 miles an hour. And, uh, and I think some teams are emphasizing finding people who make contact. And the other thing, it hasn't happened yet, but base running is going to come back. It's the worst ever been. That's the thing that makes me ill, is watching how bad. And uh, I'm actually doing something with Jeff Bagwell, who Harold Reynolds and I talked once did a thing at ESPN together on him being the best base runner in the 90s. And uh, it's it's a matter of knowing the game. But these, these showcases, they're brought up to try to throw hard, and they hit home runs, and they don't play baseball. I lied. I got one more, and it's only because I really want to know. An 18-year-old Peter Gamis, right, today, 18 years old, you're out of high school, you're going into the business. The business has changed. Newspapers are extinct. You have to buy online subscriptions. You work for The Athletic. I'm a subscriber for The Athletic. You know, TV, all like it seems like there's more media than ever before, but there's also less jobs because you have to do everything. Oh, yeah. What would an 18-year-old Peter Gammons do today? How would you approach going into the business? I would try it, but I don't know how long. <laughs> I would just because. I mean, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to. Tw- Some papers you have to tweet like 14 times a day. I don't want that. I just I don't. There's a lot that should be better. So. Uh, uh, I don't know what I do. I'm 77, so I can't look back at that. Well, I got to tell you, we look back because you did great work. We look forward because you're the man. Every single time I come here, I can't thank you enough. You're a legend in the business. You helped set the standard. And a lot of people, including me, look up to you. So thank you for a few minutes, my friend. Thank you very much. Peter Gammons. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Here with the Hall of Famer, Bert Blylevin. Uh, what's it feel like to be back and, uh, you know, kind of reminisce a little bit? Well, it's always an honor, especially this year with Tony Oliva, Rod Carute. David Ortiz all wearing twins uh, apparel at, at times, but uh, you know they were teammates of mine. Uh, Tony and, and Jim was, so I'm looking forward to hearing their speech and go on. Final one for you is the, is just the, the the whole camaraderie and everything. The the Hall of Fame brothers, um, you know, it's it's got to be just such a tight group. Do you talk to a lot of the Hall of Famers? Oh, yeah. all year. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, as a player, you don't get to know them, Correct. but here you do. So a lot of great people. Well, enjoy it. Thank you. Right, thank you. Back with you, it is Jim Tomey, the Hall of Famer, 2018. And uh, when you come back to Cooperstown, do you have those quick memories of that induction day? Do you think about it, you know, you, the speech, the nervousness? You do. You do. That that special day, that special weekend will really never go away. It's It will always be a part of you. Mm-hmm. Now, as you get into the other guys and you, you know what they're going through, you're there for support system. And the best part of this is then we become the fraternity where we're all together. And that's what's so great. This is, this is such a special weekend. I know our family absolutely enjoy. We, we've enjoyed it and it's, uh, it's been an absolute blast. So before I hit record here, I told you that as a Yankee fan, I was terrified going to Jacobs Field when it was called then, and then the old Yankee Stadium. I went to so many games with my dad, and we would watch you take batting practice. That was one of the things that we did because we wanted to see you just kill the ball, and we were terrified and said, God, <laughs> is he going to bat during this game? When did you feel that you were that 
presence, that slugger? You know, when did you feel that you could put the fear in the opponent's eyes, right, and well, in, in hearts? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't... I don't really think you ever, like, I know the mentality. The mentality as you grow as a player Mm -hmm. is to be confident, right? And you learn from failure. You learn from success. I I was always one, like, like, always stay humble, always treat the game with respect to the degree that never think you have it figured out. And there's always that every day because the journey, right? The journey of hitting is up and down. It's a grind. You're going to go, you're going to have some bad weeks. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad months and you have to figure out how to get out of that. Now, that's a compliment for you to say that. But I, I, I just think over time, experience and and believing in yourself. Happy. I was always taught when you walk from the on-deck circle, be confident, be assertive, and be let them feel your presence when you hit the batter's box. So it's 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 a that's the cat and mouse game of this great game is you against the pitcher and you know pitchers are going to get you out but there's going to be times we're going to get them too i just have a couple really quick ones i know you're on a schedule no um problem. those indians teams in the 90s i mean what was what made those those teams gel in your opinion? You know, to be a contender year in yeah. year out. I know you had to deal with the Yankees dynasty and some no. other great teams too. The Braves yeah. were involved in there. The Marlins series was a tough one in '97. Yeah. But what was the what was the overall Indian thing? Why did it work so well for you guys to be that good? It, it, it started with John Hart, Dan O'Dowd, and Mark Shapiro when Mark came aboard. Is they had a vision. They drafted. We drafted well. We we actually signed the right free agents to come in, meaning when you bring in Eddie Murray, when you bring in Dave Winfield, Oral Hershiser, Dennis Martinez, they taught all of us how to play the game and play it correctly. Uh, and we were fortunate in our lineups. We had speed, we had power, we had youth, we had young guys learning the game mm-hmm. that all these great players we could go to and we could listen to them and lean on them to 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 just learn the game as you grow and look 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 when we moved into jacobs field you know that's when everything in cleveland really started to transform the city the vibe all the sellouts all the sellouts we had It, it was it was a special time it really was and i'm just glad to be a part of it it was great all right, 30 seconds to go or so maybe. How are you hitting them? You're golfing these days? Or you, I'm golfing yeah, them. I'm, a I'm golfing okay. a little bit. I'm I'm hitting them okay. You know what? I'm not a great golfer, yeah. but Enjoy I like to game. get out with the yeah. boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's about, you know, and this event tomorrow, we we get out there. I know I try to I try to at least compete in the long drive, yeah. Yeah. you know, so yeah. it's all good. I got to play leather stocking still. I can't believe I haven't played it. What do you hope people say, by the way, about you, your career? If, if people were asked about you in, in baseball, what do you I, hope they say about oh, you? Oh, I just think at the end, I love the game. Yeah. You know, that's what, ultimately, if you love the game, I was fortunate health-wise to play a long time. Sure. And you know what? Like I see guys today, the new generation of players like Lindor, these guys smile, smile and enjoy the game. I'm around the youth level with my son Landon. And when you when you see that level and then you see as the game goes, 
just smile and yeah. enjoy it. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I love it. Jim Tomey, class Thank of 2018. You. Thanks so much. Baseball insider Tim Kirkchen. Well, <laughs> this has been the most overwhelming, most overpowering experience of my professional career. I I thought I knew what I was getting into, but I, I didn't. And this week, the, the last seven months has been just unbelievable for me. But being here in Cooperstown and being around all these Hall of Famers and more important, around all these Hall of Fame baseball writers, Peter Gammons, Jason Stark, Dan Shaughnessy, uh, this has been like the greatest weekend of my professional life, and I don't think there's a close second. That's incredible. Let me sneak one more in. Just give me kind of the state of the season here. What do you think going forward, second half, predictions, trade deadlines a few days away? Well, we're going to talk a lot about Juan Soto to the trade deadline. He has completely commanded the news of the sport, um, which is great, but at the same time, we should be talking even more about the pennant races because we have some amazing pennant races ahead, even though some divisions are already done, wild cards are out there, teams that are making a charge. It, it should be this is the best time in baseball. I cannot begin to express my thanks to everyone you just heard in that compilation podcast at the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum uh, induction weekend went down Friday and back, Sunday and back. Um, and it was just absolutely unbelievable from uh, Jason Stark to Doc Gooden, Steve Garvey, Gil Hodges III, Jason Veritek, Johnny Damon, Tim Wakefield, Tony Oliva's family, uh, Peter Gammons, Burt Blylevin, the Hall of Famer, Jim Tomey, the Hall of Famer, and Tim Kirchin, uh, also I should mention Hall of Famer, uh, of course, in the media wing, uh, along with Jason Stark and Peter Gammons. So just an unbelievable a uh, couple of days, and again, thanks to all of those individuals for spending some time with us here on the ML Sports Platter. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Bowers & Company, CPAs, Prestwick Golf, Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, the Swan & Whitaker families, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Brian Conboy's got all the plans you need, whether you have a youngster going to college, you're retiring, whatever the case may be. Brian Conboy can be found on LinkedIn and Facebook and, of course, advisors.massmutual.com. Do not wait. Get your finances in order with Brian Conboy today. Thanks again for listening. Please do subscribe, download, rate, and review this podcast where you get podcasts on your smartphone device and hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. What a blast in Cooperstown. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks again for listening, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.